We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend and my dear one. You know, years ago, I was pretty down on myself. I spoke with an intuitive and I told her I felt worthless. I was so unproductive. I was so lazy. She then informed me of something that changed my life forever. She said, Tammy, you're not lazy. You're highly sensitive. You're an empath. She said, Tammy, you get overwhelmed by all of the lights, noises, sensations, and energy of the world. This isn't bad. You just have to know yourself and figure out how to take care of yourself. And so I did. And if you can relate, I want to support you in doing this as well. So here's the deal. As spiritual beings having a human experience, we are energy and we are immersed in, surrounded by, and absorbing the energy around us constantly. And if you're sensitive, rather than being negatively affected and influenced by energy that we may consciously consider unfavorable, we have the choice, option, and ability to transmute energies in ways that can uplift, empower, and positively serve us and the world. I have learned to do this, and I'm confident my guest today can support you in doing this as well. We are here with Michelle Welch. After graduating from Texas A&M in three years, Michelle earned her Juris Doctorate from Baylor Law School. She served as a briefing clerk for the Tyler Court of Appeals before becoming an assistant district attorney in Dallas County. She then opened her own private practice. As Michelle became more comfortable going public with her intuitive and psychic ability, she ended up helping with court cases and jury selection. Today, Michelle is the co-founder of Soultopia Academy, the owner of two Soultopia holistic boutiques in the Dallas area, and the co-host of Soul What podcast. As a psychic medium, medical intuitive, and energy worker, Michelle specializes in helping people gain clarity, discover their soul's purpose, overcome trauma, and claim self-empowerment. Michelle is also an ordained minister, Reiki master teacher, and crystal healer master teacher. Her own life transformation from successful attorney to passionately assisting others on their life's path has given her a unique perspective and insight in helping others honor their gifts. Today, we're going to talk about her book, The Magic of Connection, Stop Cutting Cords and Transform Negative Energy to Live an Empowered Life. So, Michelle, thank you so much for having this conversation with me here today. Thank you so much for having me on, Tammy. I'm excited to talk to you. Well, I was seriously intrigued by your story. You went from this attorney, a very left brain reality to, wow, what I would consider now a very right brained reality. Can you tell me a little bit about your backstory and how this evolved? Sure. Um, you know, it was always there. Uh, you know, I don't think we just change overnight. It was the left and right brain was I think we all have it, but I was very much in the left brain uh, and and had decided, I think, pretty early on in my life, because there was so much that typical thing that you hear, I, I, I would try to deny it, that it's not even, even in my bio, you know, from a very young age, I had psychic knowingness. It's not in there because so many bios say that, but I did. And I tried to be just more 
you know, intelligent and academic and all those things and, and knew from a very young age that I wanted to be an attorney, maybe even a judge. That's that always interested me. And I read a whole lot. And so it, I just really embraced that and pushed away many of my other gifts. And well, I thought I did. But they really were always there in law. An example is I was when I was working at the DA's office, I would get asked a lot to, you know, um, I'd be picking juries and every day you're trying a case. Only on Fridays would you do what they call TBC, a trial before the court. Other than that, you're trying jury cases. And I mean, like day three of being at the DA's office, I'm in front of a jury trying jury cases. And uh, I would get asked to pick other people's juries or at least sitting in the back and pick them. And I thought, oh, wow, I'm so smart. But really, <laughs> it was that intuitive knowingness that I was using. So th- to answer your question, I it was there all along. And I just, when I finally kind of came out and told people, hey, you guys, look, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm psychic. And I use the word psychic you know, just because I'm embracing that word. People can look it up. It's not such a bad word. And... Most of my friends said, oh, wow, that explains it. They they actually were relieved to know that that's what it was, that I was more intuitive. And they embraced it a lot more than I thought they would. Well, it yeah. is an incredible gift. And I felt as an empath that it was um, a burden, that this was so horrible. But um, I've come to realize it is a gift. It's just a matter of knowing how knowing about ourselves and knowing how to take care of ourselves. So in your book, you talk about empaths. And first, let's just start with how you describe or um, would explain what an empath is. Okay. I agree with you. First of all, I like how you said it was, it felt like a burden, right? Uh, yeah. A lot of us didn't know what we were. Um, so to be an empath, many of us will feel um, we feel things so intensely. I, I, I describe it as leaning into energy. We feel we, uh, it's almost like we become one with other people's energy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and a lot of us wouldn't know that because we didn't, and our parents didn't know, or at least mine didn't know to explain to me that it, as opposed to being overly sensitive or almost sometimes they even use the word paranoid. I don't like people using that word with me because I'm like, no, I'm not paranoid. I just really, I really feel this, you know, I really know. And so and people maybe will walk into a room and they'll feel everything in the room. It could even be, um, so it's leaning into any energy because everything is energy, as you know, and you can lean into the energy of, you know, feeling the ocean, of feeling the environment. Different people feel energy in different ways. It's not just people. But a lot of times what I noted in my book, what I started to notice is that um, it seemed that people were feeling the burden of like what you were talking about. And me too, the burden of being an empath and we weren't really getting a lot of guidance into what to do about it. So that's what kind of prompted the book. I love that. And then I love how you explain this. There's different types of empaths. There's the unequipped empath, the empath in training and the equipped empath. Can you talk a little bit about what those are? 
Absolutely. So that unequipped empath would be kind of what I was just talking about. It could mm-hmm. be that you just have you know no idea. You've, you're leaning into energy. You feel sensitive to everything. Uh, you you feel like I can't. I, I just can't. I can't go out in a crowd. You know, and that's not a great example right now because of you know the pandemic. But I can't be in a crowd. I can't. I don't want to go to that concert because oh, I can feel just all the energy around me. I don't want to go to that party. Uh, you'll sign up for things and then you don't want to do them because you don't want to feel the energy and and you're unequipped because you just don't know have the tools. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a bad thing. It's not negative or, or like. Oh, that's a bad place to be, and you're low, low level. That's it's mm-hmm. cyclical. We may feel that way sometimes. We may feel unequipped, and we just, you know what, I can't handle it right now. And then that empath and training is when we start realizing that there are tools, there are things we can use, such as we can put a protective bubble around us. We can uh, it, visualize things that uh, that will protect us. Maybe um, even if we're in a really um, hard situation. We've heard even different spiritual practices will call it a hedge of protection, a wall of, of, of protection. If we if we're in a really tough situation, and then that leads into uh, what I'd like to see us get to even more. And tools also on, on that equipped. We can use crystals. We can use sage. We can use all kinds of things. And as we're becoming equipped as empaths to help us, as a lot of fun tools, we can use guide, spiritual guides to help us and archangels. But as we become equipped, we learn to use those a little bit more. But we also learned to, I, I started realizing, look, if a black tourmaline, because we're always going to absorb energy, but if a black tourmaline, which I would have in my store, you know, it absorbs, it protects, and it transmutes. If it can do that, then as that step three, or it's not really step three, but as, as the equipped empath, why can't we, just as energy ourselves, why can't we transmute that energy? So at step or level three, the equipped empath, we begin to realize we can choose to be wherever we want to be. If we want to transmute the energy ourselves, we can. We can just do it ourselves without any tools, without any help. But if we don't feel like that, you know what? We can be the unequipped empath. And so that's what the three steps are. Yeah. And that was helpful. Gosh, I wish I would have known that when I was feeling so overwhelmed by life and completely unequipped. Didn't even know I was an empath, but I'm grateful to know it now. And it's wonderful to have this uh, book, your tool and guide to be able to offer to other people that may be struggling with something similar. I said a lot when people would come in my store, because I I would say pretty much one, every other person, if not every person, you know, I mean, probably eight out of 10 people that would walk into my stores or be saying they would either identify as an empath or they'd be describing themselves as, as an empath mm-hmm. and they would they were wanting tools or something to do and so yeah it's the same thing and they would just like you said it does it can become a burden if you don't aren't given tools or some ways to deal with it and then that's when I started to say why aren't we transmuting why aren't we becoming that magician and you know mm-hmm. truly empowered, truly empowered yeah. And I, I love this. You go into this in your book a little bit, and I'd like to know more um, from you now. What is the difference between transforming energies and transmuting them? Yeah, it's, a, you know, it's a little fine line. But I as I wrote, I re, re, 
I realized it's the same thing as that those cycles, those three things I just talked about, that transforming is a, and transmuting is a fine line. So transforming is like you're kind of dressing up the energy because energy is it never goes away. It just changes forms. And so if you're transforming it, you're kind of dressing up the energy. I, I, the best example I can give is putting like red dye in water. Okay, that that's transforming it. But to mm-hmm. transmute it like alchemy, like magic, is you are turning water into wine. And you are literally changed. It, it, it is changed for good. And you it's a totally different form. So there's, there's it's just a fine line of, of not dressing it up to look different, but it's really different. That's mm-hmm. that's how I can best explain it. You're turning that water into wine. It's it's magic. It's I was magic. just gonna say it sounds pretty magical. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's 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 magical. That's how and and it's alchemy. And that's what it, you know. I started looking and I didn't put it all in the book, but the background of of the people who do you know alchemy and 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 pr- all these alchemic practices and it's really complicated. There's a lot of it's cloaked in secrecy, and people may think that's dark and all that. It's not really dark. They're really just talking about changing the form of energy and and really manipulating energy, which I talk about literally in the ch- first chapter of the book that we can just feel energy between our two hands. Mm-hmm. We just don't realize how much we can do that and how much power we have to do that in a good way. Yeah, we yeah. have more power than we think. And that's why <laughs> I love being on Empower Radio. It really is about giving people tools to live lives they love, because so often it feels like we're at effect and a victim of this crazy world. And for a long time, I felt like I just needed to protect myself from it. But you really support mm-hmm. people in going beyond that, not only um, protecting ourselves, but knowing how to care for ourselves and make the world a better place. I feel that. And I love how you just said, I just did look at, it says, empower, you are, you're on Empower Radio. And I love that because I do feel like, why are we hiding so much, you know, and, and hiding and protecting and, and, and dodging energy and it's all negative. Yes, there are times we surely need to do that. And we surely need to put up strong boundaries, but there's a difference in that. And at at some point we're, we're just hiding behind a wall and there we are with our own energy. And that's not empowered. Empowerment is, oh, wow, I really can embrace this world. If I choose, if I choose, I can embrace this energy and I can change the form of it. And I can use this for my good and for then the good of others, you know, Mm -hmm. self-protection and then go and help others. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I love it. That It's Empower Radio. How cool is that? Yes. And and what I'm visualizing has been an experience of my own in my healing process. It's like going into the cocoon and healing up from the inside out and um, having that boundary and layer of protection. But once I was healed up, you know, it's like I have my wings and I'm ready to participate in this world and bring more magic and love and light and healing to the planet. And it's a process. And it seems like um, we can't really skip any steps. Mm-mm. I, I agree with you. And and that's how in the book I went really step by step. And there yes. 
And I, in the exercises, sometimes they are, words are repeated. And it's because I believe we sometimes need to repeat things um, in the exercises, the grounding, the way I ground, it's repeated because we really need to get that ingrained in us, especially that healing process. I love how you said that and going within so that we can go without, you know, and take it out to others. I think of the hermit card in Tarot, Mm -hmm. uh, that that archetype of the hermit that goes, you know, in the cave for a certain time or Jesus in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights or, you know, sitting under a tree and meditating, uh, whichever, you know, archetype we want to look to that goes within and gains that wisdom so that then they can take that out to others, to the world. Uh, That's, yeah. Yeah. And it's important to give ourselves grace and and allow ourselves that process because I felt like I want to be in the world. I want to help. I want to be a healer. I want to be an uplifter. But before I was really um, solid and whole and healed within myself, it it simply wasn't, I couldn't fly. (laughs) My my wings weren't totally formed. It took some time and it took being gentle with myself. And like you, I grew up hearing, you know, you've got to be effective. You got to be productive. You got to do and um, I'm wired to be more of a, a beer. <laughs> so it took some time to get to know myself and not judge myself and heal up so that I could be more effective in my beingness. Someone told me once, and I love this, like I thought of it when you said that, um, I love that visual of your wings. And even sometimes it, when it rains, they told me, go out in the rain and just spin around, silly as it seems, and just get the the dirt, you know, dirt balls, you know, the dirt off of your wings, just spin around in the rain and, and just clean your wings off, you know? And I actually will do that sometimes. A couple of us will run outside the store when it's, you know, just lightly raining and just spin around and go back in. And I've only done it a couple of times, to be honest with you, but it, I think it's just, just so freeing, you know, just to, and even the visualization of that, of just cleaning off your own wings, like you said, so that you can fly and help others. That's a beautiful, and and we actually can do it in the, in the rain. It's so healing. I love that. And another thing I really love about your book, what I know for sure is the subconscious mind loves ceremony. Like what you're describing right there is kind of a ceremonial practice and it can be so healing and so powerful. And your book offers a lot of these different types of ways to care for ourselves and heal ourselves and do these ceremonies. Can you describe a couple of others that could be very helpful and empowering for people that are hanging out with us? Sure. Um, there's, um, let's see, there's a, 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 the, my favorite, as far as the ceremonies, I, and I'm, I'm, I think this is what you're getting at and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I would say um, one of the exercises that I would have them do is, and our ceremonies is I, I'm going to talk about the grounding, if that's okay with you. Sure, I, that's a good one. I I just feel like uh, for me, many people will ground and they will, um, and that just means connecting to the earth and and really just making yourself. It, it's a little bit different than centered, but you know, just connecting and 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 getting uh, feeling just not so off kilter. You know, um, for me, I sometimes feel all over the place and I just need to ground or hug a tree or whatever. And so I just really talk about sending, you know, pulling up energy from our, our Mother Earth into our body, but also sending energy to Mother Earth. 
because I feel like we're always taking from her. Everybody's always saying, send your negative energy and she will recycle it. And I, so in the, I always just say also send energy to her. So we're recycling and helping mother earth, but then also ground up in the heavens because I believe that we are not from here. So we're just, we can visualize a star, a galaxy, a planet. And I just say lasso like a cord to wherever you, you know, you visualize and you put, give it a little tug and then you ground yourself between heaven and earth. And that way you're not, if you think about those uh, balloons that they have out in front of the stores and they're, you know, they're grounded, but the top of them just kind of flops around, you know, <laughs> and, and they're not, they're not really grounded because they're just still kind of going all over the place. This mm-hmm. way you really are, you're equally grounded between heaven and earth. And I do repeat that in the book because I really feel that is something that if we'll do, over and, and also just giving gratitude in that process as we're grounding, then uh, it really helps us become more grounded to where we're from and where we are now. Mm, that does sound like a really empowered uh, process. I've, I've done that myself, grounding myself, aligning myself, and we're pinpoint of consciousness between heaven and earth. And then mm. I like to do um, a circle of light around me. And you you talk about that in different ways, layers of protection, like either the egg or the circle or um, the mirror or the wall. We just have about five minutes. And um, I'd like to hear just a little bit about the differences and how we can take care of ourselves in that way. Um, so about the, egg, about the eggs of protection and... Um, uh, those, uh, those. So that would be kind of our level two that I talked about, um, when we really are just trying to protect and and those those can be you know just visualize an, an yeah. egg or let's say a bubble, just a beautiful clear bubble around you, all around you, around your auric field. So maybe five ten feet out, and nothing can come in to bother you. But yet your energy can go out and you just visualize that around you. If, if you're feeling like, you know, a little bit sensitive and, and you're feeling like you don't want to take people's energy on and it's OK to feel that way. That's what uh, I think empaths need to know and that we need to know it is OK for us to feel like we can't handle something. It's mm-hmm. OK to feel have days where we feel like we need some protection. We need, um, you know, a, a, a mirror, like a mirror where we kind of, I don't mean send negative energy back to somebody, but we just, we just deflect it off of us. We just say, you know, no, not today. And there's other days where we may feel like we can transmute and change that energy, but sometimes we're just not up to it. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I really like that. So yeah, I've given myself permission on some days just to kind of like um, pull my energy back and take care of myself and then, you know, uh, fill my gas tank, if you will, so that I can go back out into the world. It's just uh, giving ourselves permission to be where we're at. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's because it's so hard for us to think. I mean, why put the burden on people of thinking that, uh, you know, and I don't know that anyone does, but at least I felt this way at times that, you know, to grow as a person, I had to keep going on this 
you know, this vertical line of growth of being this perfect person. No, it's not like that at all. It's, you know, where you're at at any given moment and you just take care of yourself, you know, like we were saying earlier, so that we can take care of others and, you know, our, our planet and, and, and do the best we can with what we're given and use the tools that we're given. But, you know, we're not going to be perfect and we can give ourselves permission to just, like you said earlier, to just be, you know, yeah, yeah. I love how you said that to just be. Yeah. I call it the picnic on the plateau, you know, rather than just a straight ascending line, like what you're describing occasionally just to take a break and just be gentle with ourselves. Because I think life tends to treat us the way we treat ourselves. If we beat ourselves up, life is going to seem to beat us up. If we are more gentle with ourselves, life can show up in a more gentle way. I agree. So, um, Michelle, we have a couple of minutes left and I want to give you the opportunity to tell people where they can find out more about you, get your book. I know you also offer readings. So where can they find you? Thank you. Um, so I am uh, at www.michellewelch.com. I also have two stores about to be three. It sounds like as of today. Um, and it's Soultopia. And uh, that is mysoultopia.com. Uh, so either place and the book is everywhere. It's Amazon or Soultopia. My publisher is Llewellyn and I'm actually coming out. Uh, just uh, negotiated with them two more books and a card deck, a, a crystal card deck. So I'm really excited about that. So, um, yeah, uh, busy, but enjoying it. Um, busy, but being, yeah, at the same time, learning to do that. Oh, I love that balance. <laughs> so to my bit. friends, friends, thank you for hanging out with us today. We're so honored by your presence. And I'm very excited to be able to share more of Michelle with you next week. She's coming back for another show. So take a listen, hang out with us. And now we're sending you blessings of grace, ease, peace, alignment, healthy boundaries, and ever expanding love. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Bye.